What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. It's Monday night, and you know what that means. Another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show, episode 237 to be exact. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Josh the J-Man Mon. It's Memorial Day, so of course we want to start off the show and thank all the soldiers active and in the past who have served our country and help us, give us the ability, I should say, to even do a podcast like mm-hmm. this, to live in the land of the free, home of the brave. You have any family members that were a serviceman? Yes. Women? Yes. Great uncle. A uh, couple great uncles. Yeah. Cool. Yep. How about you? I had my mom's entire family. Grandpa, both uncles uh, were in the military. And I believe my dad's father was also served some sort of capacity. Not 100% yeah, it's, sure. Yeah, it's one of those holidays. It's, it, it's weird when I hear people say, Happy Memorial Day. It's mm-hmm. like... It, you know, it's like one of those, do you put Happy Memorial Day or not? It's kind of one of those. Yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, those, those type of things. But uh, happy to be here with you tonight, J-Man, talk some sports for the next hour or so. Yes, sir. Excited to talk some sports. Not a whole lot has been going on uh, that we've uh, really followed anyway. Yeah, a lot of sports that um, we don't normally cover, but mm-hmm. I do have some of those sports that I'm going to bring up tonight and kind of cover for once. So. Sure. Yeah. Right what, do you, what do you got for the birdie I bogey? I got uh, some birdie bogey for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Albert Pujols passed Babe Ruth for fourth all-time on the extra base hit list. Who are the three guys in front of him? Albert Pujols passed Babe Ruth. On the- for fourth all-time on the extra base hit list. He has 1,357 career extra base hits. He's 120 off the um, all-time record, which I don't think he'll play long enough to uh, hit that mark. But there are three guys in front of him. Who are those three players? <laughs> Great. Birdie Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Spring has finally sprung. Noble Gnome flowers are now available. Head to the products page on their website to place their your order. Local pickups will be arranged Tuesday through Thursday, and their link is on their Facebook page. And uh, their website is noblenomellc.com. So get your veggies and flowers. I told you they were going to be selling flowers. Mm-hmm. So. You have never told a lie. That is false. That's a lie right there <laughs> that you just said, but I appreciate you thinking I never told a lie before. You and George Washington. Was that George Washington? Never told a lie. Was that Abe Lincoln? That was Abe Lincoln. That was probably Abe Lincoln. I mean, if I'm in the same category, no matter what it, it pertains to as George Washington and Abe Lincoln, I'm, I'm all for it. You have better teeth than George. Thank you. Um, I hope so. Abe had a better beard. Yes. So cooler hat. Cooler hat. Tall. Um, taller. Honest Abe. Um. Yeah. Hopefully you live longer. <laughs> wow. That's uh, the good thing is you you aren't a big fan of the theater, so uh, right. I don't think you have to worry about that one. That there, was pretty so. morbid there, Jay. Man, I'm not yes, gonna sir. lie. That was. Uh, <laughs> alrighty. Well, I have no filter tonight. It could be interesting. Switching topics. Uh, Indy five, Indianapolis 500, the 105th running happened yesterday. Uh, history was made at the track. It was, first of all, I watched about 50 of the 200 laps. There's a reason why his nickname was Honest Abe. It just, it just yeah, <laughs> popped I, into my I mind. Was, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, first of all, it was great to see a packed crowd in the mm-hmm. stands. Of course, the infield was not open this year, so there's about 160,000, but 
it was still the biggest sport sporting event we've had since the pandemic started and uh, it was it was awesome to see crowd was loud into the race very good race very few wrecks um, history was made at the track as Elio Castroneves became just the fourth IndyCar driver in the history of the race to have now four Indy 500 victories under his belt. Um, his, his last Indy 500 victory before this was in 2009. Wow. And he's not even racing full-time for the team he's currently driving for. He's just a part-timer. Um, so a lot of people thought back in 20, I want to say 17, was his last real chance mm-hmm. to win one, but he got it done yesterday. Kind of a... Uh little bit of a uh, parallel with the Tiger Woods situation after not winning a major for so long and then going and winning the Masters um, two years ago. Um, but, yeah. Well, it's even like Phil Mickelson just last sure. week. Yeah. Uh, hadn't won a major since 2013. Hadn't won a tournament <laughs> since, I believe, 2018. Hadn't made a top 20 all year. Then wins. It's the year of the old men. Yeah. Tom Brady. Phil Mickelson. Elo Castroneves. Who's next? Yeah. I don't know who's next. Do I don't you, either. Do you have a guess? I mean, is there any old-timer? There's really no old stud in baseball. No, not that I'd call stud uh, anymore. Uh, basketball, I mean. LeBron's old. He's getting up there. I mean, he's, he's won still, so many. He yeah. won last year, so yeah. that doesn't really count. I guess that could count for last year as well. LeBron yeah. won another yeah. one, but he's still playing at a high level. But it, it was just great to see the, the speedway up and going again, and uh, it just felt like it was back. Mm-hmm. It was back. Um, I know you've never been. To the Indianapolis 500, I've never been to the 500. I've been to, oh, I went to the Brickyard 400 every year from 05 to 2010, but I have not been to a race since then. It's something I'd like to do probably at least once, just to it's kind of a bucket, check it off. Bucket list item. I think um, we all take, um, <clears throat> I don't think we appreciate it as much as we should because we live in the state of Indiana. Yeah, it's Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it's there, it's Indy. But it is the biggest race in the world. Yeah. And I think we forget about that living in, in inside the state border sometimes. Speaking of, what would be on your bucket list of uh, sports venues or things you would want it, to do? Yeah, I feel like we've done this a couple I'm times, sure we but, have. but it's, it's been a while. It's fun um, to kind of rehash. Absolutely. Going to the Masters, Augusta Nationals sure. on top of my bucket list. I, I apply for tickets every year, and so far, unfortunately, I haven't even got a practice round. Maybe one of these days. That's up there. Going to a Ryder Cup would be up there, too. Those are probably the two golf golf ones. Um, I mean, a lot of them, of course, Super Bowl, World Series, mm-hmm. all that would be fun. But I'm trying to think of, like, venues and arenas and, and places. Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Absolutely would be on mine which anyway. Is, which is cheap to go to. Mm-hmm. It's not that far of a drive yeah. for us. Um, Wimbledon would be neat. That'd be fun. I mean, I'm not the biggest tennis guy, but that'd be cool. I know a lot of people would say the World Cup soccer. We're not big soccer guys, but uh, be a tense environment. I was going to say the crowd would be would probably make it worth it. How about going to the Olympics? Would you? Would you? That'd probably be fun to do at least once in your life, just to say you've been. Um, it, definitely summer. More of a summer guy. Although hockey would be fun in the yeah. Winter Olympics. Um, Mass Square Garden was on my bucket list. That mm-hmm. was one I was able to. Fenway Park, I want to get there for a game. I took sometime. a tour there. I'd love to go there for a game. Uh, we've both been to the new Yankee Stadium. Yep. Anyway, we've both been to Wrigley, yep. uh, which is another one you could kind of say. Yep. I uh, I I want to get to every NFL stadium. That's mm-hmm. still a goal of mine. I don't have, uh, haven't done a lot of damage to my list there. Uh, I want to get to every Big Ten venue for sure. football and basketball sometime. It'd be I, fun to go to the Horseshoe. I mean, we've been to Notre Dame Stadium. Mm-hmm. I've been to Assembly Hall couple times um i've been to value city arena chrysler arena but that's it um i've been to illinois for a concert mm-hmm. not a game so i don't count that um i'd love to go to the rose bowl rose bowl uh, be a fun I one know Absolutely. my parents and a lot of other purdue fans went there back in 01 but just to yeah see the rose bowl itself mm-hmm. would be it would be neat that'd probably be the college football one for me um but that's a good question it's yeah. one i don't think about very often we like to talk about it a lot, but you don't really actually – you kind of get put on the spot, and then you're like, what else do I want to do? Um, I think we covered pretty much everything. Yeah. Ro- Rose Bowl would be a fun one. There's not – see, they're tearing down so many, like, older right. stadiums that right. you have to get to the um, the old, old stadiums like a Wrigley Field. If no one's ever been, that's a fun place to watch a game. Obviously, I'm incredibly biased, uh, but it is a fun place to watch a game. And they had 60% capacity. Uh, this weekend, Did it just uh, getting up there a little bit. Yeah, I think it was twenty four thousand eight hundred and some, so about twenty five thousand. Well, my uh, 
uncle was even talking. Um, they got talking about horse racing, uh, the biggest track in Illinois, blah, blah, blah. I think it's Arlington Heights or Stakes or something yes, like that. Yes, Arlington and Heights. It's yeah. closed now. They're closing it. Hmm. And he said the rumor is the Bears want to build a new stadium out there. Yeah, that has been a rumor. they don't own Soldier Field. Really? I did not know that. And a lot of times concerts and stuff will be played at Soldier Field the weekend of their games, and then mm. the field's tore up. Yeah. So, and things like that. Um, it seems like they've been kind of wanting to get out of Soldier Field and downtown for a while now. I've never been to Soldier Field. That would be a one that would be fun to go I to. I haven't either. I heard it's really easy to get to, though, so that would be I mean, a, it's right downtown. You've, uh, you've probably been train. past it quite yeah. a few times as, oh. as of I, but I, it'd probably be so much easier to get to if it was in Arlington Heights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, less congested. You don't have to deal with traffic as much. Um, not too many stadiums are downtown anymore. Not anymore. No. I mean, it's rare to have them downtown. I mean, Fenway's downtown, Wrigley's downtown, but those have been around since mm-hmm. 1912, 1914. Um, I've been to where where the New England Patriots play. It's in the middle of nowhere. Gillette, you know, far Foxborough. away, far away from uh, Boston, the downtown Boston. Um, where the where the Rams and Chargers now play? Uh, they play in Inglewood. That's mm-hmm. we. I literally ran into that stadium. My dad and I did when we were driving. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. just this huge stadium right next to where the Forum was is still the um, University of Phoenix Stadium. I believe it's still called where the Cardinals play. Uh-huh. I that, heard that's a forty minute drive from yeah, Phoenix. It, to yeah, get to. it's it's in Glendale. <laughs> I've been past it. It's it's again out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Um, and it's just I mean where the Diamondbacks play. That's right downtown. Yeah. Uh, where the Miami Dolphins play, I've been there. That's out in Davie, which is not – I mean, that's 25 minutes from downtown. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing that more and more. It's just – it's for one, it's easier and probably cheaper to build outside of an actual um, city. You don't have to deal with the congestion where you're going to have to shut down blocks yeah, worth right. of traffic uh, just to build the thing. Well, and the so. land itself, it's yes. hard to get that much land you, in a city anymore. And, and you, you'd have to just – you have to wipe yeah. out buildings. Um, yep. We're – Probably never going to really see it again. Cardinals play downtown, St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yep. Well, uh, you mentioned St. Louis Cardinals. Let's get right into some baseball. Cubs just finished off uh, the best month of May out of any National League team. They went 19-8 uh, and eight in the month of May, and I've said the past few weeks that what they were going to do come the trade deadline was all dependent on this month, and they went out and uh, played better than anyone. Um, they went 19 and eight, as I said. They uh, won today against the San Diego Padres, seven to two. They uh, it's the first time they've won more than 18 games in the month of May since 1977. The Cubs pitching staff has been just phenomenal this month. The rotation's been better, starting with Kyle Hendricks. As we knew, he'd turn it around. Zach Davies has been so much better. Adbert Alzale just put together his best month of his career with an ERA right around three. Um, the bullpen went through a stretch where they didn't give up an earned run in 38 innings, and now they're in a stretch where they've only given up two earned runs in, I want to say, about 14 innings now. Um, their pitching staff as a whole had a 2.52 ERA uh, in the month of May, which is, was the lowest ERA in all of baseball. Offense is still coming through. Chris Bryant's on pace for 37 homers, 110 RBIs, 110 runs and 42 doubles while having starts at third base, left field, center field, right field, and first base. He's been every bit as valuable as any player in uh, the National League this year. It is just so great to watch him bounce back after having a rough mini season last year in the 60-game season. You know what's crazy? They played 60 games last year. We're already at the 54-game mark. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that we, is wild to think it, about. It'd be the Last week of the year, and it feels like we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. It's just so nice to have a normal-ish season. As I said, 60% capacity at Wrigley. Uh, Javier Bias hit two home runs today. He had a curtain call. Missed that kind of stuff so much. It felt like a playoff atmosphere. Best team in baseball came in. Um, best record in baseball in the San Diego Padres at 34-20 and 20 came in. Cubs took it to them game one. That's exactly how they had to start this stretch coming off a month where I said they went 19-8. and eight. Now their next 17 games are against teams that would be in the postseason right now should the season end today, um, including a West Coast trip where they go to San Francisco this weekend and then San Diego the next weekend. Um, they really have to kind of stay afloat right now. I think they're a legitimately solid team right now. Don't think they're 
19 and 8 good where they win 19 to 27 all season. They'll have some ups and downs. I mean, their playoff percentage is only at 43% right now still. So the metrics don't really believe in them. But if the pitching staff continues to do the things they're doing, the bullpen continues to do what they've been doing. I think they have a really good shot to stay in the race all throughout the season. The National League Central is very winnable. I mean, there's no overwhelmingly good teams. You have the really bad teams in the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't think the Reds are very good either. Brewers have won four in a row where they're starting to creep up there. Cardinals are still a half game up on the Cubs, but they have to go to Los Angeles uh, this week. Uh, Cubs are right there, and uh, hopefully they can uh, continue uh, continue playing really good baseball. They are one of the most injured teams in baseball right now. They have Jake Marisnik on the injured list, Jason Hayward on the injured list. They have a Nico Horner blew out his hamstring on Wednesday night, Tuesday or Wednesday night. He's on the injured list. Um, Trevor Williams, one of their rotation pieces, uh, had an emergency appendicitis yesterday. He's on the injured list. Anthony Rizzo hasn't played in four or five days with a back issue. They can't put him on the injured list because uh, their 40-man roster is such a mess. They'd have to pretty much release a guy they actually like. Uh, David David Bodie separated his shoulder yesterday or on Saturday. Um, They're just so injured, but, you know, it's next man up, uh, which is what they, they need to do is have next man up. They need to... Uh, continue to get uh, really good plate appearances from their bench. Patrick Wisdom, who came up uh, last week for, I don't really know who he came up for, but he was just magically on the Major League roster. He hits two home runs today. He has three home runs in his four starts so far this season. Um, Rafael Ortega, who came up for Nico Horner, he hit a homer on Saturday. He's putting together some decent plate appearances. And um, then we have Sandy Alcantara, who just not Sandy Alcantara. Um, I forget. Sergio Al- Alcantara came up for David Bodie. He hits a huge double today um, and gets driven in by um, Chris Bryant with his two-run homer. Bullpen, fantastic arms out there. Everyone's throwing hard. They're getting outs. They're striking out batters. Um, it's just they're a really, really good team right now, and hopefully they can continue it. Yeah, I, I, I heard a stat. Actually, my dad told me this, uh, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, and it kind of blew me away. Before yesterday's loss to the Cincinnati Reds going into that game, the Cubs had not lost by more than one run mm-hmm. in the last 25 games. 25 games. Uh, it was the longest streak since, I believe, 1916 or 17. Lost by four runs on Sunday, uh, so that streak was snapped. But that just shows you they're so yeah. close, uh, and their record could have been much better in the month of May. Uh, but they're winning one-run games mainly due to how good their bullpen's been. Um, as I said, Trevor Williams went on the injured list with appendicitis. Colt Stewart comes up today, throws five innings, gave up one unearned run. Uh, so it's just next man up for them. And um, they're they're playing very, very good baseball. Um, I still, like, I'm, I've been saying it all year, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not going to say they're back and they're good, but I'm cautiously optimistic right now. But, again, Sitting here two weeks from now, they could be under 500 with how brutal their schedule is. They just need some of those guys that are injured to come back. One guy I saw you did kind of pick on on Twitter last week was Jake Arietta. He hasn't been very good lately. He had a blister issue, so he might still be fighting that. He was bad yesterday. He was bad early against the Pittsburgh Pirates last week. Um, It's really been a three-headed monster this past month, as I said, with Hendricks and Davies and uh, Alzali. Trevor Williams hasn't been good. He was pretty good against Pittsburgh, uh, but that's a really bad lineup there. Uh, Jake Arrieta needs to somehow turn it around, or they're going to have to make some sort of change. It'd be kind of awkward to re-sign him, then you have to cut him loose due to ineffectiveness, one of your uh, greatest pitchers ever uh, as far as uh, greatest season ever in 2015. Um, But... Hopefully he can. Uh, hopefully he can turn around. Starters still need to try to get farther into games. Sure. Ross is very eager to go to his bullpen because they've been so good. So he's yanking starters after five, even if they've been effective. Third time through the order has been a problem spot yeah, yeah. for starters, especially Zach Davies, Albert Alzali as well. Though he's been starting to go deeper, uh, but Davies especially, he really struggles third time through. And the bullpen's going to get worn out eventually. They're obviously going to regress a little bit to the mean. Uh, but, I mean, they continue to throw strikes. They're striking guys out, getting really soft contact, and uh, they continue to get huge outs. Yeah, I, I was going to say, didn't Ross have some rule with his pitchers um, three times around? Uh, it's not – I wouldn't say it's a rule, rule but, but kind it's, of been doing. it's kind of what Major League Baseball started to do because you get 
two at-bats against a guy. That third time you can make adjustments. Uh, by that third time you can re- usually see him pretty well, pick up the spin a lot better because you know what to expect, expect in each uh, count. Um, and, I mean, there's it's rare for guys, pitchers, to have better numbers facing a team third time through the order. Max Scherzer's one of them. First time through the order, guys are hitting like, Close to 300 against him. Third time through the order, they're hitting buck 50. Um, it's very rare for that to happen. Um, and so we're seeing guys go to the bullpen earlier. We're seeing starters continue to not just go deep into games like they used to even 10 years ago where guys were throwing complete games. Did you know I saw the stat and it's insane. Since 2009, Roy Halladay still leads Major League Baseball in complete games. He was special. He's been dead for four years, you know. He passed away, I I believe it was four years ago, three or four years ago, and he retired back in, I want to say like 2013. And he still, it was 2013 when he retired, and he's still leading Major League Baseball in complete games since 2009. That's that's an insane stat to me. Doc Halliday. Insane stat. First ballot Hall of Famer. Um, he was a good one, man. He was a good one. But that just shows the way baseball's kind of turned to, okay, you get five, six innings out of a starter, go to your bullpen where guys are throwing 98, 99 miles an hour. Um, I want to ask you a question. Yep. Are you in favor of them moving the pitcher's mound back a foot? I don't really have any strong standpoint, yes or no, but to answer your question, I would say yes. I would say yes as well. But I'm not It's like – if they don't, I'm not going to be furious. The strikeout rate right now is absurd. Yeah, um, I th- Guys, Major League Baseball, they're striking out at almost 25% of their plate appearances. The crazy thing is runs are still being scored about yeah. the same pace as they have been yeah. um, in years past. But the strikeout rate, the lack of balls in play, um, it's starting to get a little concerning. I love baseball, and I haven't even noticed it just because I'm such a big baseball fan that it doesn't matter to me. But if you want – to get younger people to watch baseball, there needs to be more action in the field. And that's Theo Epstein's the one that's kind of heading this kind of research sort of deal that he's doing uh, for Major League Baseball. And I think there's a legitimate shot within the next two to three years the uh, mound will be moved back a foot. Well, I know we were kind of hitting on it last week. Maybe it was the week before, you know, the no-hitter now, mm-hmm. how we had six of them before June. And it's coming – becoming almost what the triple-double is, whereas at one time it was looked upon as such a big deal. Now right. it's like, eh, it's cool, still a good accomplishment, but, mm-hmm. I mean, is it really that impressive? <laughs> but, I mean, a no-hitter is more impressive than a triple-double. Sure. But, um, yeah, it's just I think by moving the bound back a little bit, that might reduce the uh, number of no-hitters we see. It would give them, I want to say, I forget what it was, but it was like six milliseconds more to make up their mind if they want to swing. And I think that's a huge yeah, – um, now, of course, pitchers will have to adjust. I, I, we might see more arm injuries because they're having to throw it yeah. a foot farther. Obviously, velocity, uh, the perceived velocity, velocity anyway, will go way down. I think we'll see more runs scored. But at the same time, we might see longer games as well because it'll be harder to command pitches an extra foot. Now, I kind of wish – I'm one that wishes the pace of play was a little quicker mm-hmm. at times. I wish there was like, I don't, I, and I don't know how they could police it because if a guy's been throwing eight or nine innings, he's trying to go for a complete game. Then I understand he's kind of wore out taking your time. But I kind of wish the pitchers had a clock. They have a clock, but they haven't enforced it, yeah. enforced the clock at all. They've done the mound visit thing. I've yeah. never seen anyone go above that mound limit. And six mound visits is a lot. Yeah, that is quite a, quite a um, few. And, of course, that counts as the catcher just going out, mm-hmm. um, pitching coach going out. When the manager goes out to make a pitching change, it doesn't count, though. Yeah. So, And, and they've tried with the three-batter rule where you have to face at least three batters mm-hmm. unless you get – you only face one batter in the inning ends, and you don't have to. Um, they're they're trying stuff. I'm not sure a lot of it's going to stick. I know Rob Manfred uh, likes to try different things. A lot of them are not very likable things that many fans like or players like, for that matter. But they're trying stuff because um, I know Theo Epstein in this group he's in is very concerned baseball is going to turn into a niche interest, Yeah, which um, – it it wouldn't kill baseball. I mean, fans are still showing up, sure, um, especially at Wrigley Field. But uh, you want kids to like baseball, and especially um, Gen Z. 
kids, uh, they are watching sports half as yeah, much just, as any other generation yep. right now. Um, they're more likely to do other things and have other interests. More likely to get on and, TikTok and Instagram. And um, yes, uh, it's it's one of those things. When we were kids, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a fireman. Yeah. I want to be an astronaut. Now, guys, kids are saying, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a TikToker. Star, uh, star TikTok which TikTok star. won't be. Which Who knows? I mean, I mean, it might be around, but there'll be a, something new. Something different. Yeah. Five to ten years. Mm. Yeah. So it's uh, – it's it's an interesting time for sports, but especially baseball. Yeah, no, that's uh, you hit a lot of nails on the head right there. You brought up a lot of good topics. Uh, what are the other divisions around baseball looking like right now? Because I have been doing a bad job following. The National League West, which we thought might be the best division in baseball, it has been the best division in baseball. Um, San Francisco Giants are definitely the surprise of that division. Padres are winning it at 34 and 21 now. Giants are 33 and 20. Buster Posey's playing at an MVP type level um, after opting out last season. Are the Giants your biggest surprise in the whole league this year? So far, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you look at Boston's kind of a surprise. Not many people thought they'd be overly good. Uh, Kansas City Royals being around 500 uh, is sort of a surprise. Mariners being at 500 is pretty much a surprise. But absolutely, the Giants being in this position where obviously there's 108 games left or so, uh, but still being 33-20. and 20, And as I mentioned last week, Memorial Day is a checkpoint for a lot of teams of mm-hmm. which way the direction of their franchise is going to go in this season. Uh, but as I said, Buster Posey, he's hitting 331 with a 415 on base. He's at 10 homers. He's 34 years old. He's back to being at this MVP level. Yeah, uh, who saw that coming? He, I mean, the past couple of years, he has just not been good at all. He, in 2019, he hit 257 with seven homers. The year before, he hit 284 with five homers. He hasn't hit 20 homers in a season since 2014. He's only done it twice in his career. Did you know that? No. His career high in homers is 24. Second career high is 22. He's been obviously a great hitter in his career, uh, but he's halfway to 20 already, and here we are on Memorial Day. They're pitching well. They have the fourth-best ERA in the National League. Kevin Gossman's arguably been the best pitcher in the National League, 1.40 ERA over 70 innings. Um, Dodgers are still right there. They're 31-22, and two-and-a-half behind the Padres. Cardinals, Cubs, and Brewers are all over 500. Mets are winning the NL East after all this controversy and injuries and the fight between Jeff McNeil and Francisco Lindor. They're sitting there three and a half games up. Uh, the Washington Nationals are really bad. Uh, they're 21-28. I think they're worse than the Marlins. Uh, they yeah. have a worse record, and I think they're legitimately worse. Tampa Bay Rays have really – they kind of struggled to start the year. Uh, the, you, you could argue the AL East is the best division in baseball yeah. as well. They're 34 and 20. Boston's 32 and 20. Yankees are 29 and 24. Blue Jays are two games over 500. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero's making a case for uh, in early season MVP. He's hitting 323 with a 430 on base, 16 homers, which leads the American League or uh, was leading the American League as of a few days ago. Uh, getting good stuff from Marcus Simeon at short or at second. Bo Bichette at short. I think they're a good team if they can figure out. Um, they, they need a fourth guy to step up because the rest of their roster is not really hitting uh, much at all. Pitching staff's pretty good, though. White Sox are leading the Central. They won uh, their first game against the Indians today. They have a doubleheader. They're 33-20. and 20. I would th- – if, if I was a betting man, which sometimes I am, but uh, right now on May 31st, I would be willing to bet that either Rays or White Sox are going to have the best record I agree. in the league come postseason. Even considering National League yep. as well? Yep. That is bold. Yep. I really like that Padres team. I think the Dodgers are probably better than both. But, I, I mean, yeah. Um, it's just a bold It's just picture. the Rays are just one of those teams that are a machine. They're a miracle. I don't bunch know how of, they do it A bunch every of no-names guys. But Low they just, salary. They have the best front office maybe in sports. Yeah. Um, with their mismatched players they put together, good pitching staffs. They do things completely different because they have to. They're kind of like the early 2000s Oakland A's in that aspect. Um, where they just continue to win with a bunch of guys no one's ever heard of. There's something in that water down there in Tampa yeah. Bay because the Rays are good, Buccaneers, of course, won the Super Bowl, and the Lightning are good. Something something in the water down there. Maybe. Salt. <laughs> Salt would be a good one. <laughs> um, the A's <laughs> are winning the West. Houston's right behind them. The Angels are kind of a disappointment. 
Angels are a perennial disappointment. They are failing Mike Trout. Of course, he's out for a while with his uh, – with the, I forget what he did. It was something – was it some with his knee, some with his leg? It sounds right. I, um, I'm not sure. They just don't have a very good team. Anthony Rendon's been a massive disappointment since signing that huge deal. He's hit 220 so far this year. Um, Shohei Otani's a fun story. Yeah. Uh, with his homers and he's pitching, but the rest of their roster is just – It's blech. It's just – I mean, for years growing up, for us, the Angels were in contention every year. Every single year. And now year. it's hard to remember the last time they were in contention for anything. They have the second-worst ERA in the American League. It's an ERA over five. The guy who started opening day for him is Dylan Bundy. He has a 6.50 ERA this year. Not good. Shohei Otani is the only one that's been pitching well, but I think it's kind of a mirage because he's walking over six batters per nine innings. Um, old friend Jose Quintana has thrown nine times, nine starts this year, and his ERA is over seven. Um, their bullpen's miserable. They traded uh, for Ray Sal Iglesias from the Reds, who was their stud closer. He has an ERA over four. Um, it's just they're not they're not a good team. Feel bad for Joe Madden. The but, Twins uh, are another disappointment, I think. Twins so are far. absolutely a disappointment. Uh, they've, I mean, they're dead last in the AL Central. They're below the Detroit Tigers. And they're 11, 11 games out already uh they're just they're they're a team that they're sitting here dead last on memorial day 10 but games under 500 i think they'll be a scary team to play if, especially if they're out of contention yeah. come um august because i mean that just they have a good pitching staff they have a good offense they could be a team that something sparks them and they go on this run and ruin your season right back into things as well um baltimore orioles are the worst team in the sport they're already 16 and a half games out 19 games under 500 they're just that that franchise is terrible. <laughs> they had a they had a good stretch there in the yeah. mid two thousand tens, but a, since then and their division's usually pretty difficult, anyways. And uh, yeah, they're just not good. The moment Buck Showalter yeah. uh, left Ubaldo Jimenez in against Edwin Encarnacion in that wild card game, instead of putting his closer Zach Britton in, um, completely changed the trajectory of that franchise. Very They've been true. Awful sense. Very true. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I have a whole lot left. Uh, we covered baseball. quite a bit. Yeah. We covered quite a bit. Um, trying to think, anything else happened this week? Uh, Marcelo Zuna could be done. Yeah, uh, picking up domestic Saw violence he charges. Got Adam Bond of twenty thousand dollars, I believe. Charges uh, that obviously yeah twenty k bond that really hurts the Atlanta Braves. But at the same time, if I'm the Atlanta Braves, I cut him right now. Yeah. Don't even worry about the. Uh, the legal process because there's multiple witnesses, including police that witnessed him do just awful things to his wife. So I cut him loose. Yep. There's got to be something in his contract where you can void his contract completely. Yeah, you would think like so. You would think so. Um, so he, he might never Man. see another pitch in the major leagues. He shouldn't, in my opinion. Yeah. No room for that in society. Nope. As well. nope. At all. So. Not at all. Yep. So, well, let's let the uh, fine folks out there in Tana J man nation, Tana J Man Show Nation, uh, know who this show is brought to you by, and one of those sponsors is Circle Fifteen Golf. Circle Fifteen Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like J Man and myself. Sir, it's uh, built on twenty five years of tour experience, featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. You can find both those products as well as hats. Diver repair tools, ball markers, and more at circle15golf.com. Episodes also brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, Sioux food, craft beer, or handcraft cocktail, Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle. Focused on freshness and quality, The Damn Smoke is here every single weekend and features barbecue and steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors. Um, yeah, or you can get a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manta on their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, The Damn Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I can probably say my last two meals... I've ate. I've been from the damn landing. Big fan of the damn landing right here. Had a late lunch today. Had uh, some pretzel nugs for mm. appetizer and then some chicken wings. I went with the uh, only sauce I hadn't had out there. I believe it's Kung Fu, Kung Fu Crack. 
I believe is a sauce. It's a it's a spicy sauce. Mm. It's very good though. Had that and last night I had pizza from the dam. Big fan of the damn pizza. Mm-hmm. Pretzel nugs with her house made cheese. Mm-hmm. Delectable. Yep. Just delectable. good stuff. Mm-hmm. So stop in there and give it a try if you haven't already. Yes, sir. I kind of want to be educated. You want to be educated? Yeah, my brain my brain is kind of uh, turned off on this holiday. Well, I have uh, the understated list up here, but I got to be honest, I haven't looked at it. So this Even is my better. first time. Um, first time I'm looking at it. Um, let's see here. On this day in 1859, the Philadelphia A's organized to play quotation town ball, which became baseball 20 years later. Wow. What, what year was that? 1859. Town ball. Town ball. I wonder what the original rules of that was. <clears throat> On this day, 1914, Chicago White Sox, Joe Benz threw a no-hitter against the Cleveland Indians in a 6-1 to game. So so the Indians score a run, but he threw a no-hitter. There's a lot of errors back then. <laughs> Uh, let's see, a lot of Indianapolis 500 stuff, of course. Um, town ball goes back to like, they didn't call it town ball, but in the 1840s, it was distinguished as the New England game or Massachusetts baseball. The players might be schoolboys and a passer with improvised balls and bats or young men in organized clubs. As baseball became dominant, town ball became a casual term to describe old-fashioned or rural games similar to baseball. Interesting to know. Yeah. And I think you just saw my screen, so you're going to get this right. But I'm going to Sam Snead, yeah. <laughs> who won the 1942 PGA Championship at Seaview Country Club. Who is Sam Snead? Who is Sam Snead? Is right. That was his first PGA Tour major title. Back then, there was no foul territory, and all struck balls were in play. Could you imagine if that was the thing? Now? Jeez, <laughs> nobody'd be getting any outs. <laughs> On this day in 1948, Tommy Lasorda struck out 25 Amsterdam rug makers in 15 innings. They need to bring back the Amsterdam rug makers. Base runners could be out by hitting them with the ball, a practice known as soaking or plugging. So soak out, soak like out. Yeah, back then. How? I'm sure, that was I'm sure the balls then, were man. softer maybe back then. I don't than they care. Were now. It still hurt. I mean, it hurt when we were playing ball like wiffle ball or skin. Even, even if we were doing like kickball and stuff, you get yeah. hit in the face with one of those. You're getting hit in the face, you're out. You can't hit in the face. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. At least the rules we played in high school, if you got hit wow, in the face. Wow, I'm, t- I'm talking like after school games. You can hit wherever you wanted. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I ever played dodgeball after school. I'm talking kickball. Oh, I thought Soak you said, outs. I'm sorry. I, thought, I, thought I might dodgeball. have said dodgeball. No, you probably said kickball and I had dodgeball in the brain. <laughs> Miss playing dodgeball. On this day, 1949, who won the PGA Championship and was held at Hermitage Country Club? 1949? Yep. I'm going to go with Sammy Snead again. You got it. Nice. What was the other big-time golfer back in like that era? Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan, yeah. Byron Nelson also. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Indy 500, but I'm waiting to get at least uh, to some more modern-day 500 to give you a chance because I don't think you've heard of many of these guys. Who won the 1983 NBA championship? It was the 37th <sighs> NBA championship. 83? I'm going to go with the Lakers. Lakers got swept Ooh, by the Philadelphia wow. 76ers. Four games. Dr. J, huh? Mm-hmm. On this day, 1985, the New Orleans Saints were sold for $70,204,000. I think you get uh, quite a bit of return on that one if you sold them now. I bet you could. Who won the Stanley Cup on this day in 1987? 1987. So, so I'll give you a hint. We've had a lot of 80 Stanley Cups lately, uh-huh. and I always refer to... Edmonton Oilers. You got it. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, last, was, yeah. last week we had one where it was uh, Oilers won their fifth of their last seven yeah. or something like the that. The Canadian teams dominated the 80s. Yeah. Haven't won The Oilers beat the Flyers 3-1 to one to win the title four games to three. It was their third Stanley Cup. It's the last uh, Canada team to win? 93, the 92. Montreal Canadiens. There's a couple that have a chance. There's two. Canadian team still still mm-hmm. in. So, on this day, 1994, the San Diego Padres scored 13 runs in the second inning versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. I wonder if Barry Bones was on that Pirates team. That was obviously the strike year, mm-hmm. uh, which was not great. On this day in 1999, who won the Eastern Conference in the NHL? 
99? The Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference? Yeah, who won the Eastern Conference to go to the Stanley Cup um, Finals? Detroit Red Wings. Good guess. The Buffalo Sabres beat the Toronto Maple Leafs four games to one. Didn't even know Buffalo had a hockey team. Haven't been good for a while. On this day in uh, 2002, who became the NBA's Eastern Conference champions? 2002. Eastern Conference? Yes. Was that one of the Nets seasons? So the New-, New Jersey Nets defeated the Boston Celtics by scoring 96-88 to in Game 6, winning the series four games to two. Those were pretty good teams. Jason Kidd, Vince Carter. You had uh, Kenyon Martin, I believe, was on those teams. Kerry Kittles. Was Vince there in 2002? I don't know. He was there, one of them. Yeah. I remember watching him play for the uh, yeah. Nets. I don't know when he was traded from Toronto. I don't either. Um, he would have probably not been. Nah, he wasn't there until 2004, you <laughs> jack wagon. On this day in 2002, who won the NHL's Western Conference? 2002, I'm going to go with the Colorado Avalanche. They lost to the Detroit Red Wings four games to three. Detroit's in the West? They were then. They've, there's been some realignments, but, oh. yeah. They used to be big rivals no with the Avalanche. Sense. Makes no sense. Uh, on this day in 2008, Usain Bolt broke the world record in the 100-meter sprint with a win legal of 9.72 seconds. He make fast people look not so fast. Yeah, it's, yeah very, very, very good. And that's going to do it. Mm. On this day, and I don't have pretty good list. I don't have the read up. I can tell you it's brought to you by Proforma Print House. I should be able to do the read. You would think I've done it so many times, but I still don't know it off the top of my head. I'm an underachiever, J Man. <laughs> but if you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House is over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company by giving them a call today at 574-210-3815. Sir. NBA playoffs are happening. They sure are. You watched a whole lot of it? Bits and pieces. I've kept up with kind of who's winning and series and the scores, but I haven't watched a ton. Um, I have seen highlights of fans acting like jack wagons. Yes. We've had three different incidents lately. A guy threw a what did he, was, bucket did he throw of popcorn. A, a bucket of much, popcorn. Down on Russell Westbrook. On Russell, Russell Westbrook. Then we had a guy throw a bottle. Uh, last night at Kyrie. At uh, Kyrie Irving. He got he, arrested. He got arrested for assault charges, I believe. And then we had some Utah Jazz fans be with some racial remarks towards John Moran's family. It's terrible. It's like... Come on, people. Have we forgot to, uh, how to act in public? It's sports, man. No no part of me would ever, like, even think about, for one, even heckling a professional athlete. Right. For right. one, that's just me. Uh, they're people, too, just like us. They just happen to be a lot better at the thing they're doing than we do. Right. Um, they just happen to be tall and athletic and good athletes. Uh, they don't deserve... I don't care how much money you're making. They don't deserve to have bottles thrown at them no. or popcorn dumped on Not them at all. or having racial slurs hailed at them. Not at, at all. Them. I just, why can't people act like civilized human beings? Because people are the worst. Yeah. I've known this for a long time. Yeah. People are not my favorite. Uh, two games tonight, NBA playoffs. Uh, Philadelphia has a 3-0 lead on Washington. Washington, do they sweep them tonight? Absolutely. I think you're right. I think they're the best team in the East. I mean, they got the one seed, so that would make sense. Utah's on the road to Memphis. The series is 2-1 to one Utah. Do they take a 3-1 to one lead? Give me the Grizzlies. Going with the Grizzlies to tie it up, huh? Memphis uh, Memphis shows up for uh, their sports teams there. Yep. Um, that's the only professional sport team, isn't it, there in Memphis? You are correct. Um, I remember – Days pass where they'd they'd be so loud when they're playing the Jazz in that eight one um, series when I think Memphis ended up beating them or Spurs wasn't Memphis it? beat Spurs, Spurs yeah back yeah. in twenty eleven yeah um, yeah give me the Grizz tonight tomorrow uh, game five between the Celtics and the Nets the Nets have a three to one lead in the series that game's at Brooklyn at seven thirty Nets uh, getting it done yeah I think they ended them giving Boston um, the exit I think you're right I don't like the Nets. They have James Harden, unlikable character. Kevin Durant, very unlikable. And um, Kyrie. Kyrie Irving's, very unlikable. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's there. 
Um, I just don't like him. Yeah. Steve Nash, their coach, he's a likable dude. Not anymore. <laughs> Not that face, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think the Nets get it done. Uh, it'll be interesting if, if the Boston gets bounced, if um, what happens with Brad Stevens, if anything. Hey, he might be there for Indiana now. Pacers, right? No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? They can Woodson and then hire Steven. Actually, I don't think it'd be funny at all. I, I wouldn't like that at <laughs> take all. Take it back. I take, take it, it back. I <laughs> uh, got a good series here. Game five tomorrow night between the Blazers and the Nuggets. This is at uh, Ball Arena in Denver. The series is tied up two games apiece. Nikola Jokic uh, was the first player since Michael Jordan to have his first three playoff games where he averaged over 30 points a it's game and shot 75% from the floor. Um, it's probably been one of the better series so far. Give me the Nuggets at home. I keep predicting these games wrong for this series. This is the one series I can't get my grasp on, but I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm going with the Nuggets. They get the upper hand here. Then the late game tomorrow night's the, another good series all tied up at two. The Lakers at Suns. Uh, Anthony Davis got hurt yesterday. Yes, uh, they don't know if he's going to be back. Have you, have they said anything about it? I haven't him? seen um, any updates. I think the nation's rooting for Phoenix. Absolutely. I think the NBA's rooting for LeBron. You got it. Uh, give me the Suns. Five-point favorite at home. Uh, oh, I'll go with the Suns. Each one more. I'll go with the Suns with you. Did not know he was there. Yeah. Wednesday night, we have the Hawks and Knicks. Can the Hawks get it done in Madison Square Garden? Yes, the, the great story the ESPN loves of the Knicks is coming to a close. I hope so. I so Julius Randle's so. shooting like 2%. He's shooting awful. But in this series, or in the last game they played, the guy he was guarding shot 0 for 15 against mm. his. So he's still, he's still impacting the game. Right, right. Not shooting as well as he wants to, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that still blows me away. That's a playoff matchup at the start of the year. I mm-hmm. thought there was no way either of those teams make the playoffs. I know it. And they both ended up getting in fairly comfortably, yep. 10 games over 500. Uh, then we have uh, the Mavericks and uh, the Clippers. Is that tied up at two apiece? Series tied at two. Yeah, because uh, uh, Clippers. Lucas uh, banged up. Clippers got down two games, nothing, and then they finally turned it on. Clippers a bunch of frauds, dude. Yeah, have been this, there's, this, this team's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be Battle of L.A., and they haven't won nothing. Paul George has been a fraud his entire career. Yeah. Can't win anywhere. I think Never going to win I think anywhere. they beat the Mavericks tomorrow night. I though, agree. With all that said. Kawhi Leonard, too much for him. Then uh, I think we – I, th- I have the Grizzlies at two two. You have Utah up three to one. Yeah. Um, do the Jazz close it out for you? Yeah. If they get Utah? up three to one, they'll close them out at home. I agree. If they get up three to one, they'll close them out at home. Um, if the Grizzlies win, I, I'll take Utah anyway. Yeah. So tough place to play. <coughs> Excuse me. Is that that all we got for the upcoming games? Um. Well, we both have. Did you pick the Lakers? No, I picked Suns. Okay, we both picked the Suns, so we have the Suns up three games to two. Do they close it out in L.A. if they should? Uh, go seven. I agree. I think it goes seven. I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, then you, I think we both have the Nuggets up three games to two, and they travel to Portland. I think that goes seven. I agree. I think that's about it. I mean, uh, who who do you have winning each individual playoff series? I mean, we have the Hawks winning. Yeah. We have Nets uh, winning. the Nets winning. We yeah. have the Sixers winning. Yeah. Uh, who you got, Nuggets, Blazers? I think Nuggets get done seven. I do. Um, I'm picking the Suns in seven against the Lakers. If it goes seven, I think Lakers get them. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so they better win, Suns. Uh, Matt, <laughs> uh, Dallas, uh, Clippers. I, I just ripped the Clipper, Clippers, and, and I stand by everything I said, but Luka being banged up just worries me for Dallas. I think if it, the longer it goes, Clippers get done. I think the Clippers had their scare. Yeah, um, kind of g- getting up. down to nothing, and they kind of woke up a little bit. Yeah. So I think they get it done as well. Yeah. They're better than Dallas is. Sticking with the NBA in the NBA playoffs <laughs> brings me to the word association this week. Association. This was I gotta I gotta say I was just kind of thrown together. Right. And I threw it together with some guys who have put on some of the best playoff performances we've ever seen, and other guys that I know were just darn good players during our lifetime in the playoffs. LeBron James. Uh, receding hairline. He's got the J-Man hair. Good, I, Creeping I back a little bit. Didn't think that would be what you went with, but but I can't argue with that yeah. at all. So, Steph Curry. Baby face. Baby face. Got a baby face. Great shoot, greatest shooter of all time. I think you can't really argue it at this point. Nope. Um, I remember, remember those arguments. We'd all get in. Ray Allen or Reggie Miller. I think it's Steph, yeah. clearly. Yeah, he's kind of surpassed them. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Greatest of all time. Go. Yep. 
most competitive player of all time, greatest trash talker of all time. Shaquille O'Neal. Diesel. He's funny. He, he's uh, a likable dude. He, he's he's incredibly likable. Uh, <laughs> I remember when he I – f- I forget who the guy's name was. Was it um, – Chris Bradley? No, it wasn't Sean Bradley. Chris Dudley, where he dunked on him and then pushed him. Yeah, pushed him through the ball Dudley stood up and threw the ball at him. <laughs> just dunks off, stayed there. Yeah. yeah, that was his young Laker days. Yeah, yeah, real early. That was when they were playing in the forum. Dudley uh, had some uh, had some stones throwing the ball back at him, though, because yeah, uh, Shaq would get in his uh, vicinity it and he'd just crumble into pieces. Another Laker, James Worthy. James Worthy, he uh, he was the one that stole the ball, wasn't he? Or had the ball thrown right to him when he was at North Carolina? Or am I thinking of someone else? No, I think you're right. I don't um, know which one it was. That's though. the only thing I can think of with him. Goggles. He wore some goggles or some mm. big specs. Yeah. Keem the Dream of Lajuan. Keem the Dream, um, number two player taken in the 80. Was that 84 or 83? 83? 83. Draft. Yeah. In between uh, Bowie and Jordan. Yeah. Yep. The Hakeem Shake, the Dream Shake. Mm. Yeah. Bill Russell. Um, probably the greatest defensive big man of all time. Uh, he's just a winner. He passed the ball real. Didn't wasn't a big score, but that dude won. Yeah, he was the ultimate winner. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, clutch. He had some huge shots uh, in his career. He, he won too. And for those years, didn't think he'd be able to win without Shaq, and he ended up winning. Did he went up two two of them yep. without him. Yeah, Paul Gasol. And then that and that core helped. Charles Barkley, Chuck, the round mound of rebound. They said he was closer to six foot two than he was six six. That dude grabbed every single rebound. One he's, of the one of the best athletes too. of all time, never to get a championship. Yeah, agreed. Up there with your guy Dan Marino. Up there with your guy Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Johnson. Magic uh, point forward. Point forward. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. He. Uh, he, re- I wouldn't even say he revolutionized the game of basketball because we still have never seen a guy like him, six foot nine. No. Ben Simmons is kind of that point forward. Scottie Pippen was kind of that way. They're as trying well. to make Zion into um, a point forward. I remember, um, I forget the guy blew out his like Sean Livingston yeah. was supposed to be like the next Magic Johnson, jumped out of high school, um, and he was six. He was a six foot nine point guard. That's why they kind of drew the comparison, but he was not even close. Reggie Miller. Reggie, the choke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spike. Choke sign. Choke. Spike. Yeah. He hit those however many, scored however many points Seven in the points final. points in 23 seconds or whatever yeah, it was. something like that. Eight points, I think, actually, mm-hmm. in 23 seconds. Allen Iverson. AI. Um, what was his nickname? The Answer. The Answer. That's right. Stepping over. Um, Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue was kind of the first thing that popped his in His crossover, head. dirty. Mm-hmm. Man. Great athlete. Great football player. Yep. Could have been a D1 football or a quarterback. Dirk Nowinski. Dirk, um, let's see, the German. <laughs> Seven-footer, he was one of the first big guys that could really shoot. Not athletic, but that dude was good. That one-legged fadeaway, good yeah. luck stopping that. Can't stop it. He's bigger than you, better shooter than yeah. you. Good one luck. of the best ever, really. Yeah. Legend. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, um... Marquette is the only thing I Tom can think Green. of. Tom Green. Yeah, Tom Green. Um, Dwayne Wade is, I mean, he's definitely a top probably 30 or so guy ever. He did win one by himself without LeBron. Or with he, Diesel. He had Shaq, yeah. but it was towards Shaq end of his career. He was still a really good player, yeah. though, um, and I don't think many people were predicting them to win either. And um, then, of course, he got his with LeBron. Um, yeah, good player. My dad still has a bone to pick with the NBA about how that series against the Mavericks was officiated. <laughs> Your dad he, was a big dirt he, guy. Oh, yeah. Now he's a Luka guy. He's a, he's a Maverick guy. Yeah. Um, Timmy Duncan, last one. Uh, big fundamental. He's a guy that since his career ended, no one ever talks about. That dude's one of the top 20 players ever. Consistent as consistent can be. He played all four years in college. Yep. Uh, which is it's never going to happen again and then have a – incredible nba career played for one team uh, played for one team his entire career um he has dreadlocks now corner. yeah he uh <laughs> had a really good speech at the hall of fame ceremony and it was talking about how much he hates public speaking but you, he did a good job you and me both timmy yep me three 
And the Word Associated segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee, Attorney at Law. Rhett Lee and the Law Office of Andrea Key, LLC, are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call him today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. J-Man has not had a book of prediction. J-Man has not. In the book of prediction I was going to have, I'm not going to say now, it was that the Cubs would be in first place by this time next week. But the St. Louis Cardinals have four games against the abysmal Cincinnati Reds. Um, so the J-Man's book of prediction of the week will be the Phoenix Suns will knock out LeBron in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Would this be the first time ever LeBron gets knocked out? In the first round, I'm going to go back. I think it has to be. I I mean, there's been years he missed it with Cleveland, of course. He never missed it with Miami. Uh, Missed it with L.A. once already. Um, That's a good point. But as far as making the playoffs, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think he ever was knocked out in the first round. He – I can't imagine a scenario where he was either. But uh, I'm almost positive on that. The J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life Home Auto. Um Renters, business, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. You can uh, also buy insurance in Ohio with him. And he has an app. uh, He's lost in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Cavs. He missed it in his his rookie year. Uh, He lost in the Finals, lost Eastern Conference Semis, Eastern Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Semis. And then when he was with the Heat, he definitely didn't lose in the first round. No. And definitely hasn't when he went back to the Cavs. Yep. So, yep. yeah, never has. Yep. Uh, one thing I want, to, I want to mention before we get to the birdie bogey to close out the show, um, our merch store, the, uh, the Tan and J-Man Show store.com. Go get your merch. I got one of our newer shirts on right here. I'm trying to, yep, see, the, the camera can see it now. Um, the TJS shirt, I think uh, it's red, blue, and black. Online, I believe, is the three colors you can get. You can get Book It shirts, uh, Tan and J-Man Show, classic T-shirts, uh, short sleeve, long sleeve. We got hoodies, zip-ups, coffee mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. So go check it out, tanandjmanshowstore.com. I know how much you love baseball questions. <laughs> I already forgot the question at the start. I remember it has Albert Pujols in it. Albert Pujols passed Babe Ruth to become fourth all-time in extra base hits. W- wimpy deer. <laughs> He's only uh, 120 away from the all-time record. Uh, who are the three fellows in front of him? All-time hits. All-time extra base hits. Extra. Oh, 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 Sorry, oh. I, I forgot to throw in extra, extra base hits. hits. Extra well. base hits, yes. Oh, I don't think that guy had extra that many extra base hits. This is a reach, but he might have hit a lot in his younger day. Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds is number two on the list. Alex Rodriguez? No. Barry Bonds leads all players in homers. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but yes, yes. Definitely not a reach. Yeah, well, I would, yeah, when you said extra base hits, I wasn't thinking home runs. I was thinking doubles and triples. You need. You have one more guess to get a par. So, Pujols. Bonds. Bonds. Extra base hits. Mm-hmm. And how many more? Where was Pools on the list? Pools was fourth. So fourth. there's three so guys three in front guys of him. You need to name two or three to get um, a par. You have one. You have one more guess to get a par. Hank Aaron? Yes, sir. Got a par. Any any stab at the third one? I don't think you would get this guy. Well, I He's, guess A-Rod was no. He is t- a- A-Rod's seventh. Right. Real amazed. Willie Mays was sixth. Uh, Griffey Jr., eighth, mm. tied with David Ortiz and Rafael Palmero. Mm. Lou Gehrig, 11th. Frank Robinson, 12th. Stan Musel's. Ah. I know. They would have been a tough one. I wouldn't have guessed I'm it. happy with the par. Absolutely. I'll take that run. You're still a uh, stroke up on me. I am. Yeah, son of a gun. What, uh, even? even one, You're even. One I'm one over. So, yeah. a lot Wait. of season. <laughs> not even close to the finish line. We're uh, <laughs> not even halfway there. Yep. So, But we're going to be halfway uh, point of the year starting tomorrow and for the month june sixth month of the year starting tomorrow son of a gun so we're creeping up on that fifth year anniversary that and is then, june uh, tomorrow yeah man yeah yes yeah. uh 
this year's going fast. It sure is. They all do anymore. It sure is. Wrap us up there, J-Man. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. You can find us on all your podcast, uh, podcast, podcast, <laughs> podcast um, platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of those stuff. Uh, have a great week, everybody, and we'll be back at it next Monday with episode 238 of the Tan and J-Man Show. Have a great week, everybody. We're out. <laughs>